0: Wait a minute! I hear something. Dr. Movie, Dr. Movie, movie news. Dr. Movie, Dr. Movie, yeah. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's that time again. It's time for Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast that I do while driving my car down the road, which is a very dark and foggy road at this point. Should I be talking about movies and driving in such bad weather conditions? Absolutely. Got another fun one for you. Another 80s classic that I just, uh, I happen to love this movie. And uh, it's one of those that, you know, I don't watch it all the time, but anytime it's on, I'm going to check it out. We're talking about back to school, 1986. I mean, come on, man. Rodney Dangerfield uh, went and seen this, obviously, back in the day in the theater when it came out. Uh, Rebecca and myself, my wife, girlfriend at the time, um, went and seen this. Ironically, let's see, she would have been... Let's see, when did this come out? Does it really matter? I don't know. It came out in June. So, she was 16. I was 14 when I saw this movie. That's right, I'm letting the cat out of the bag. I was dating an older woman. Sue me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that, just kind of worked out. I mean, when we first met, I, of course, I had, didn't really matter how what her age was, but yeah, she was two years older than me, two two classes higher, and uh, you know, here I am, a fourteen year old kid that's got a, a girlfriend that can drive. Who's the smart one, right? <laughs> so our weekends, we're basically going to the movies. We'd go to Pizza Hut, eat up. Meat Lovers Pan Pizza and go watch a movie. And um this is one of those flicks. And uh always a fun flick, fun to talk about. So let's get into it. It says comedy slash romance. I don't know about the romance part. I mean he does kinda hit on a teacher, but it didn't like end with them as a couple or anything like that. So that's kind of a weird thing. Um let's see if we've got a synopsis I can read before I get to the stoplight I'm in town now so it's not as bad as it was a while ago here we go Thornton Mellon is concerned that his son Jason is unsure whether to go to college so the uneducated self-made millionaire encourages him by signing up as a, as a student as well that's all you need to know that's enough right we got a a son of a self-made millionaire um, in college and not doing so hot, right? He's not fitting in. The college life just isn't working. He don't have any friends except one, and we'll talk about that in a second. So, you know, the father decides, hey, I'll go back to school too, get an education, and help my son, you know, round off some corners here. So, if you're not familiar with this movie... I don't don't see how you can't be familiar with this movie. Um, unless you just really don't get into watching anything in the 80s. But this is... it's kind of a staple, right? And, uh... Talk about a cast, alright? Let's get into this. Rodney Dangerfield, like we said. The legendary comic. We got Sally Kellerman in this. You know, the original Hot Lips. Uh... In tons of '80s movies, she's she's kind of iconic and uh, great role in this. She's she's Diane Turner in this. She's a doctor uh, teaching literature and English and whatever else she's teaching in her class. More or less poetry, more than anything else. We got Robert Downey Jr. early role for him, right? And uh, he's Derek. He's uh, the best friend of the son. Of Rodney Dangerfield's character, and uh, you know it's 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 interesting. Uh, he plays a character that I don't know. You, you got to have these kids on the college campus. I think you know the ones that kind of just want a reason to protest over something. <laughs> you know, one of those kids, right? So, but hey, it's, it's Robert Downey Jr. We got Keith Gordon in this, right? from uh, Jaws 2, from uh, Christine, you know, the guy that buys the car and Christine. um, He's in Blowout. Was it Blowout? Not Blowout. He's in uh, Dressed to Kill. That's what it is. So, you know, very familiar face. Uh, I think he's in The Burning, too. I think that's right. And uh, we got Sam Kennison, y'all. One of his very few motion picture appearances uh <laughs> he's fantastic um I got quiet because I'm thinking about Sam Kennison. I remember in this time period and maybe it's because of this movie I don't know but I didn't realize how funny Sam Kennison is um All I knew was the screaming, right? That's just kind of what you think of, right? And, I don't know, back in maybe the 2000s, I started digging out just old comedy albums, live comedy stuff, right? And listened to one of his first ones, and it floored me. I was laughing the entire time. Uh, If you're into comedy and you're not easily offended... (laughs) uh, Sam Kennison was a genius, and I don't say that lightly, and and again, I I, I get it, because I was the same way, it's like, ah, hey, he's just kind of a loud mouth type character, whatever, no, extremely funny, uh, kind of Carlin-esque, George Carlin, but with attitude, right, almost what George Carlin became in his later years, but even then, Sam Kennison wasn't as angry as George, um anyways, I'm, I'm getting way off subject here, but yeah, man, Sam Kennison Sam is just brilliant and uh, highly recommend if you're into stand-up comedy stuff, you, you gotta check his stuff out, because he's, uh, he's abrasive, no doubt, but uh, pretty awesome we got Terry Farrell in this I'm trying to place what I know her from, I mean, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, man what else has she been in? and I'm still having problems and I don't have the ability to look anything up right now uh, but it doesn't matter because you know who else is in this movie William Zabka right that's right the the, the official I mean I think they're gonna give him a trophy the official bully of the 80's uh, even though we love him now through his character you know the, the release of Cobra Kai and everything uh, he's, he's the official bully. I mean, between this and just one of the guys, Karate Kid, he's the official bully, folks. We got Burt Young, right? Uh, from uh, Polly from Rocky, right? And he is the chauffeur for Rodney Dangerfield. They're a great couple together. Um, we got M. Emmett Walsh in this. <laughs> you know, again, the, the list goes on. Ned frickin' Beatty. Adrian Barbeau, <laughs> you know, uh, Robert Picardo. Uh, we got to Eddie McClurg in this, right? Eddie McClurg was in uh, Ferris Bueller, right? She's the, uh, the secretary. Uh, everyone thinks he's a righteous dude, and she's kind of the same character here, too. Uh, <laughs> Danny Elfman's in this because Boingo Boingo is in this movie. Look at this, I'm, I'm almost 10 minutes into this, and I'm still talking about the people that's in the movie. That's how many people are in this thing. It's uh, Severin Darden. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going, Severin Darden, uh, from the Naked Gun 2. Uh, Jason Hervey, right? The little boy that ends up with Peter Herman's bicycle. It's just, what a cast, folks. And I'm sure I'm leaving people out because there's, there's no end to it. It just keeps going. Phil Rubenstein's in this, right? He always plays a, a sleazy business guy, right? He's got a cigar in his hand. It's, it's just... What a movie. I mean, It's got everything in it. Anyways, let's get into it. Starts off in black and white. supposed to be the 1940s. Rodney Dangerfield's coming to his father who's uh, obviously uh, making suits, you know, kind of working for that kind of that business, starting his own business. And, uh... He shows his dad his report cards. He's like, these are terrible. And he makes the point of, you have to have an education. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how successful you are. If you have an education, you're nobody. Flashes into modern time. He's very successful. He's married to Adrian Barbeau. Uh, it's his second wife, the first wife from the story who has passed away, which is the, uh, the mother of Keith Gordon in this movie, his character. Keith Gordon's in college, trying to get, you know, in with the right people in the right clubs and all that mess, right? He's on a swim team, or not a swim team, a diving team with Zabka. So there's always a little friction there because it's William Zabka, right? That's just going to happen, so. And Zabka's got a girlfriend, but like I said, Keith Gordon's character, um, Jason, is just totally swept away by her right and he's never said a word to her so you kind of get that set up Rodney Dangerfield is calling the son to check on him his son's like hey everything's good I'm, I'm on the swim team and i'm in i'm in the uh in in the in the frat or whatever all that kind of stuff and uh he decides to make a surprise visit and finds out that he's lying to him about all of it. So that's where he decides that, hey, I'm going to come back to school and be a part of this, right? And he turns this campus upside down. Uh, Ned Beatty is the dean, Dean Martin. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, some great interaction between them two. Ned Beatty is always Ned Beatty. He never plays anything any different. He's always Otis, right, from Superman. And uh, he doesn't know about letting... Uh, Thornton, which is Rodney Dangerfield, to come back to college because they do very specific, you know, studies on who they're going to allow in and all this kind of stuff and I just don't see how we can allow you on the campus and then (laughs) next thing you know, they're breaking ground where Thornton is building a new facility for the college, so he's buying his way in. That's how Rodney Dangerfield's character has gotten through life, right? He runs a business called, I think it's big and tall something like that right in all these commercials uh, there's a big party at his house this is before he does the college thing and Adrian barboza has got all of her friends coming over and obviously there's something going on they're they're not a happy couple whatsoever so all these people are there <laughs> there's this couple that comes up and uh, Rodney Dangerfield makes this huge sandwich he's eating it this woman comes up and she's you know a decent sized lady and, uh, he, <laughs> it's Rodney Dangerfield, so these one-liners are just being thrown at you like out of a machine gun, right? And, uh, he looks at her and goes, hey, that's a nice colored dress you got right there. And it's a big green dress. He's a nice color green. He said, I didn't know it was a person until I noticed there was no pockets in all the corners, so he was saying she looked like a pool table because she was so big. I mean... It's just... You know, it's Rodney Dangerfield. And the one-liners are... It's why you watch the movie. Let's face it. Uh, an elder man going back to college and cracking these one-liners to... All the good-looking chicks, right? Um, it, it's it's just fun. It's a fun movie. And it turns out that Rodney Dangerfield, when he was a kid, worked uh, like at Atlantic City doing uh, diving shows. So he... He's a professional diver beyond anything what these kids are and he just did it for money, right? He did whatever he could to make the ends meet when he was young. And that ties into the story later on where he kind of saves a competition by having to do this thing called the triple lindy. When most people talk about this movie, they talk they bring up the triple lindy, right? And uh, it's a dive that only he can do that he was famous for when he was a kid and, you know, yada yada plays into the game um you get a situation where jason his son hears that from from zapka of course that his dad is the reason that he made it on the swim team and his dad bought his way on the team and all this stuff a lot of hatred there and again the girlfriend situation and uh she ends up really liking jason as well and uh, they kind of hit it off, and that makes it even worse between uh, Jason and, and Zabka's character. Uh, You've got uh, this huge party that uh, that's being thrown. Oingo bonga, bonga Boingo. I can't even say it. Oingo Boingo is playing the gig. This is probably my first real exposure to Oingo Boingo, and I was just... Captivated by this this odd music style, and now I know I didn't at the time I I had no idea who Danny Elfman was. Right, really the first time I heard the name Danny Elfman was probably Batman, even though he did Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and then it just all started to click. Right, oh yeah, I can definitely tell this is all the same work who Danny Elfman is, Oingo Boingo, he's the leader of the band, and, um, you know, they played Dead Man's Party in this movie, great song, but Danny Elfman also did the rest of the music, the soundtrack for this, and it's obvious. I almost think that, this is 86, so same year as Pee Wee, and you can tell it, it's almost like he just wrote, I don't know, 55 different songs, that all feel like they could all be in Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then everybody else got whatever was left over because all the songs in this movie that he does sounds like songs from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I have no problem with. Um, what else? What else can we talk about here? Um, this is just a fun flick. You, you Again, you've got uh, Sally Kellerman and her character and her boyfriend, who's a professor there, who hates Rodney Dangerfield, right? And... Uh,